Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you are listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. Before we begin our interview today with Kevin Matthews, I need to share with you that this podcast was originally recorded in September of 2019. In early October, I went through some personal struggles and took some time off from podcasting. I've always wanted to publish this episode and to go back to find it, to edit it, and to share it with all of you. And I'm happy to do so today on the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary and how fitting it is to talk about the rosary with a man who loves the rosary. Later in our conversation, Kevin will reference an event from May of 2019, a procession on the streets in Chicago. In the show notes, you can find an article about that procession. I hope that you'll enjoy listening to this podcast as much as I did when I re-listened to it in order to edit it and be able to share it with you. Today, I'm happy to be speaking with Kevin Matthews. To people in Chicago, he is a very well-known name and also a known voice because for many years on your drive into Chicago, you would be listening to him on The Loop. He now does little videos with Jimmy Shorts making his uh, football predictions. And of course, Jimmy Shorts is one of his many characters on his morning show on The Loop. Kevin Matthews is also the author of a book called Broken Mary, in which he tells the story of discovering a statue of the Blessed Virgin and now how that statue has changed his life and the lives of countless others. And so I'm happy today to speak with Kevin about Broken Mary and his devotion to the rosary. So welcome to How They Love Mary, Kevin Matthews. How are you, Father? It's so great to hear your voice. Well, it's always a joy to be with you, and uh, I'll never forget the one time that we were speaking at a conference together, and the the place that we had all the drinks and the food and everything was always unmanned, and so we always called ourselves the Clarion in Bandits, and because uh, we yeah, always thought yeah. that you could really get away with, with anything. Of course, we, we didn't, but it was all in jest and uh, a good time uh, and many memories, huh? It was, you know, that is what I love about my friendship with you, Father. It's based on its joy and laughter. And Mary, you know, that's that's what I love uh, most of all. Yes, and Mary has played a very key role uh, in your life, uh, especially in these later years of your life as you discover the statue of Mary. And maybe can you just walk a little bit with us about the story of uh, broken Mary and how you came to find her. Well, Father, in, to all listening, everything begins with God. It's it's God's will. So I can honestly say that God led me to a dumpster, a filthy dumpster, which I'm proud of. And uh, I found I went to buy flowers for my wife. I had just. Uh, I had just lost my radio job. I was unemployed. Um, I was uh, diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis. Uh, it was just unbelievable, my time, my life, in 2011. And I heard this voice that said, buy your wife some flowers. There's no such thing as a coincidence. I look up, there's a flower shop. And I decided, yeah, my wife does deserve flowers. And I, I pulled in, and I got out of my truck, and I, I'm walking towards the door, and there's a dumpster over to the left of me, and I, I can't help but see this, this statue. It's almost three and a half foot long. 
it's I right away I knew it was the Virgin Mary, and I walked over to it, and she's on her back, and you know she's too heavy to throw in the dumpster, obviously, but she's on her back and she's broken in two at the waist, her hands are missing, she's covered in in weeds and dirt and garbage, and I heard a voice that said, "Will you deny me? Will you deny my mother?" And I knew, Father, right then, I just there's no way. I am going to leave this statue of Mary next to a dumpster. I, I felt I was I, I was just heartbroken. And I went into the flower shop, and I asked if I could buy the statue. The woman said, no, it's not for sale. It's a family heirloom. And that's when I heard this voice again sternly say, will you deny me? Will you deny my mother? And right then I said a prayer to God. I said, God help me, and I just blurted out, I'll give money to the nuns that live out around here, and Father, I had no idea what I was talking about, I had no idea that there were nuns around here, it just came out, and this woman, she goes, I know your voice, she goes, aren't you that guy, you were on the radio, you got fired, what happened, and and I said, yes, I'm Kevin Matthews, and anyways, she let me take it. And eventually what happened, I took the statue home. I called a friend of mine who was a priest. I, I just knew this. He was a friend. And I didn't go to church much. I, I just said, listen, where could I get this statue fixed? And he mentioned a, a monument maker in the spring. I took her, and the monument maker said, yeah, we can put new hands on her. We can paint her to look brand new and put her back together. You'll never know she's broken and Father, that's when it really hit me. I said, I'm broken. And I said, I want to keep her broken because she reminds me of me. And I just couldn't help but just say we're all broken. And so we just put her together, two halves. She's still missing her hands. And I, Father Mark, my friend, blessed her. And as soon as he blessed her, that's when miracles began and miracles continue to this very day and I wrote a book and my devotion to Mary it's as though when when I heard that voice it was Jesus saying will you deny me will you deny my, my mother so it was God that led, led me to a dumpster it was Jesus next and then comes Mary and all I can think of is Mary at the foot of the cross with John the disciple and I have such a love for for John because it was Jesus from the cross that said behold your mother and it's as though Jesus it's not as though it it's truly true so true that Jesus said Kevin I'm going to leave you with my mother and since 19 or 20 you know what year is it 20 for the last nine years she has been with me and Mary has cleaned me up and I love I have such devotion to to my mother that she she constantly I cry constantly because she's 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 such a grace and she's so forgiving and she leads us to her son and he leads us to God. This is I absolutely love my mother and my devotion to Mary. I know now more than ever that my devotion to Mary, I'm to tell people how important her rosary is 
And that's my purpose in life is to lead people to the rosary. And we can talk about more of that, but that's sure. my purpose, the rosary. Yeah, and as you tell your story, you find the statue of Mary by the dumpster. It's broken. I always think it's so funny that they said it's a family heirloom, but they have it by a dumpster. It's almost as if they don't want you to take it, even though they're going to get rid of it. But at that point in your life, would you say that you're a faithful Catholic, that you're going to Mass all the time, or devoted to Mary? Did you pray the rosary? Or was this really the, the turning point in your life that you're like, I'm going to take my faith seriously? You know, uh, Father, I was raised Catholic. I, I, I was raised Catholic. And I, when I was in Chicago, I would help Father Smith or Sister Honora. These people help children. And I wasn't so devoted. I'll, t I'll tell you, Father, when, when I was, when my kids, I have two children, and growing up, I made sure that they were baptized and they went to communion and whatnot. But a priest that I had helped along the way, the church, he was, he was caught embezzling money. And what happened that when I found that out, I, I left the church because it was so disheartening. And, and so there was a big void for about 10 years of, I just, I left the church because I didn't trust the church. And, um, and this was a way, you know, it's amazing how I let go of God's hand, but God never let go of mine. And on that day I reached and brought that statue home is when I reached back to God, and he was still there. So I, I, I'm a sinner. I'm not. I'm broken. I'm not. I have no idea why this happened to me. And all I give, I give all my love to Mary. And I say to people, I am just, I'm Mary's roadie, is what I am. She, she, I know that we've gone all over the country now, and we've talked to so many people, and I'm literally Mary's roadie. And wherever she sends us, I go. And, and it's been beautiful. And Mary has really sent you a lot of different places with the statue. And in fact... The statue of Broken Mary has traveled all over. It's been in hospitals. You take it to different places. And it's really become a pilgrim statue. And can you share any stories about how you've traveled with her and uh, maybe how, you, how do you travel with her? First of all, uh, do you put her on the plane? Is she secure? All these things. But then, you know, maybe some of those personal stories of lives really being touched. You know, there's no question, Father, since 2011, so much has happened. A book has been written. I've produced two rosary apps that have been downloaded hundreds of thousands of times throughout the world. It's my voice reciting the rosary. It's free. I, I, I have churches or I have organizations, legatus organizations, ask that I come and speak of the story of Broken Mary. And there's no question... People say, well, Kevin, you love Mary too much, or, you know, it's, you shouldn't, you know, worship a statue. I've even had people in the church say, I don't get it. You know, um, she's just a broken statue. Yes, maybe to them, but to the broken, and we're all broken, including everyone in the church, 
everyone outside the church, we're all broken. We're human beings. It's We're broken, but we're loved by God. And I know for a fact that God is sending the most broken to this statue because they can relate to it. My, my, my most humbling, bringing the statue into prisons is humbling beyond humbling. I, the book Broken Mary is read so devoutly, devoutly to, it, with uh, prisoners who are sentenced to life, lifers, I had a lifer say, I'll never get out of this prison, I'll die here. But he's also holding a rosary. And I said, you're holding Mary's rosary. And he said, yes. And I said, you know, you are going to die in prison. Yes, you are. But you get to choose where you want to spend eternity. And he smiled. And that's so true, Father. We determine where we go next. God doesn't send us to hell. We do. And all it takes is three simple words, is Jesus, forgive me. And if you even take a look at the crucifixion with the two hanging next to Jesus, one mocked Jesus and said, if you're the son of God, then put us down on the ground. The other said, you, are, you have no right to be here. You did nothing wrong. I'm the one who has sinned and, and, and said to Jesus, will you remember me when you go to your father? And he said, yes. You will be the first to go. And at this point, Father, we can be asked to be put down on the ground, or we can ask to be brought into heaven. And we're all going to make that decision. And, and, and this is more than a statue. It is Mary. Where this statue is, there's Mary. Where there's Mary, there's Jesus Christ. Where there's Jesus Christ, there is God. And I say to people, I am like a dog of God leashed to the rosary, and I will protect everything I can that is holy, but certainly I will, I will die for anything that has been graced by Mary. I love her that much. And, and we human beings, we need to go to Mary, and the rosary is from Mary. It wasn't given us, to us by a pope. It was given to us by Mary herself. And it is her umbilical cord. And I say, when we hold the rosary, we are holding the hand of Mary. And when we hold the hand of Mary, we are holding the power of God. And in and, and Mary, that rosary is so powerful. It is a weapon that we need to carry today. You developed a rosary app to help people pray the rosary, as you mentioned, and and uh, that's been a wonderful tool. I know that I use it sometimes, especially if I'm driving and I want to pray the rosary. And have you heard testimonies from people that use that app that pray the rosary using it? Have they shared with you how powerful the rosary has been for them? Well, the person that helped develop the rosary app is a dear friend of mine who's atheist or was. And when we first, the, we have two apps, one for iPhones and one for, you know, smartphones. But he, um, he couldn't believe me. When we, we released the app, it's for free. You go to Apple and go to the App Store, it's Broken Mary. He couldn't believe that hundreds of thousands of people were downloading the app, especially in the Philippines. And that testimony alone right there is, um, I, have had, I have had witness. There's a woman I was speaking about a year ago, 
And before I spoke in this church, and the statue of Broken Mary was with me, and I carry a, a, a rosary with me that I know Mary gave to me, that Mary blessed. And before I went on, Father, I saw this woman in the crowd, and she was wearing a scarf. And it was though Mary herself said to me, go to her, take her to the statue, and pray the rosary, and tell her she will be good, she will be okay. And I went up to her and I said, come to the statue, and let's say we said three Hail Marys holding this, this rosary. I later found out that she had breast cancer, but then I found out her she no longer has breast cancer, and she has devoted herself to Mary and to the rosary. And, and her she still takes chemo, and she still takes radiation, which is agonizing, but she takes that suffering, and she suffers for the conversion of sinners. And she suffers in memory and for the love of little Yusinta, the little one who was one of the three children at Fatima, who also suffered and died alone in a hospital in Fatima. And, and, and so to take that suffering, this woman who had cancer, it's gone, but now has devoted herself to the rosary and telling other women about the rosary, that is, that's Mary. That's not me. That's Mary. I'm just her roadie, and I just listen, Father, and I, I do as I'm told. You mentioned Fatima and Jacinta, and I know that Fatima has a very special place in your life. I, I think it's uh, I think it's interesting that the statue of Broken Mary is actually Our Lady of Lourdes, if people look at it. But but Fatima has such a, a strong connection to your story, and I was just wondering maybe if you could share just a little bit about that, Father. When I was diagnosed with MS. And this is before I found the statue. My wife went, again, there's no such thing as a coincidence. When I married my wife, and she we'd been, we'd be married 38 years, when she became Catholic, she took on the name Bernadette in, in honor of Bernadette Subaru from Lourdes. She and her mother in the year 2000, so this is 11 years before I find the statue, she went to Fatima. She brought home a pamphlet of Fatima, and there's a beautiful picture of our Lady on the cover, and it says Fatima. And when I was diagnosed with um, MS, and I went to the doctors, the only thing of religious value in my home, and I hadn't found the statue yet, was this booklet. So I took it during treatment, and and, and it was soothing. And I, when I did find the statue, I said to Father Mark, who blessed the statue, I said, I don't know what it is, but I, I can't help but think of Fatima. Fatima, 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 Fatima. And, and eventually I did write a book. Um, I did meet those Franciscan nuns that I said at the flower shop. I found out that they were Franciscans. I did give them money. One of the nuns helped produce my book. I took the proceeds of the book, and we went to Fatima on the anniversary, the 100th anniversary, Father Mark, this Franciscan nun and myself, and that's when I knew I was invited to say, recite the rosary from the altar of Fatima. And I looked, and Mary is looking down at me, and I just couldn't help how proud and how humble about Mary, I didn't even know how to say the rosary, and now here I am at your altar of Fatima, reciting the rosary in front of thousands. 
And before we left Fatima, there is a statue where Mary appeared to the shepherd children in August of 1917. I'm all by myself in front of this statue, and I'm looking at this statue of Mary, and I say, Mary, I wrote a book, I've made two rosary apps, now what? And it was derogatory when I said, now what? And this giant thing fell from the sky and whizzed by my head. It broke on the ground. I said, whatever that was, if it would have hit me, would have killed me. I looked at it. It was a giant pine cone. Mind you that I'm in an olive garden, by the way, and I get hit almost by a pine cone, and all these seeds lay before me. And it was though Mary was saying, just bring, bring people, plant the seeds of my rosary. Plant the seeds of my rosary. And I, I went to Father Mark, came up eventually, and I said, Father, how many pine cones do you see laying around on the ground? And he looks. He goes, none. And I said, look at this one almost hit me. It was giant. And that's where I know my purpose in life is to plant the seeds of Mary's rosary into the hearts and souls of the most broken, the most with sin. And, and, and the rosary is so important because it is a weapon against sin. It is, it can, it, it, you are holding the power of God. So I went to Fatima, where I have my life purpose now. The miracles, I am surrounded by miracles because I'm surrounded by Mary, and I'm surrounded by Jesus Christ, and I'm surrounded by God. Folks that are listening, Mary is real. Jesus is real. God is real. This is not a twilight zone. This is this is really happening as we speak. You know, what I love as you talk, Kevin, is that, you know, you're a common person. You had a major radio show in Chicago, known, known and loved by, you know, thousands upon thousands of people. And, and yet you were so passionate. And so I think uh, how you share your story about the Blessed Mother and relationship with her is very real and very... Uh, it's something that people really can understand because it's coming from a real person right from the heart and they can hear it uh, every time that you speak about Broken Mary and about the rosary and now about the faith uh, that that you've come to love so much. Uh, there's no question, Father. I have talked to so many people. I am I am just a person. I'm, I have no idea why this has happened. I don't know. All I know is... I, I, I care for Mary, and I, I, I love her. And I, I, I do know this, that I am just a person. You know, I, I'm, I'm broken. I, I don't know why, but I don't, I love her so. You know, I, I, I love her, I love her so much. I, I just, I'll, I'll die for Mary. What a beautiful sentiment. Maybe just one last thing uh, before we talk about your own Marian devotion with some of the questions that I have. But back in May, you had a large event down in Chicago because, of course, Chicago is a place that's near and dear to your heart where many of your fans that call themselves Kevheads are. And uh, you had this procession from St. John Cantius down to the water tower. And can you just share a little bit about that? Again, this is Mary, the broken Mary statue, sure. really being that pilgrim statue. And all of the broken are coming to broken Mary to know of her prayers of intercession for them. So you know, can you just share a little bit about that night with us? Sure. I was introduced to Father Josh, who is a priest at St. John Cantius. Two years ago, I'd brought the statue of Broken Mary. I didn't know him. I, 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 I've gotten to know Father uh, Josh, and 
we decided we, in honor of Mary, in May, we were going to, uh, this was all Mary, Father. It was on May 31st, we announced that we were going to bring Mary, and, and uh, Father, it's hard to explain because it was totally Mary. I, the Chicago Fire Department, the Chicago Police Department came. All the city is so broken, and Mary, this statue has gone from a dumpster to a bed of roses and we 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 walked from St. John Cantus down Chicago Avenue to the water tower 6000 people we it wasn't a protest we weren't shouting or yelling we were we recited the rosary 5 times during this walk and sung Ave Maria and the 6000 that gathered it was God's will that these people came. They were coming off the sidewalk. You should see, folks, you can go to the Chicago Tribune and put in Kevin Matthews and look at the pictures of the rock, and you can see the statue of Broken Mary. That was all Mary, and, and, and it was in God's honor that she had all these people come. And it was Mary. This city, we're all broken, and it was a beautiful, beautiful, you could feel the grace of Mary. She's with us whenever we hold that rosary folks we are holding her hand so it was it was beautiful father and what do you think as there were bystanders maybe on the side of the road maybe maybe some of them were drug addicts prostitutes just ordinary people going about their life in downtown chicago what do you think their reaction must have been to that experience of witnessing six thousand people praying the rosary processing in the streets what, yeah, what, what do you think their reaction would have been? You, you felt, you know what, I, I, I know that Jesus Christ wants to be around the, 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 most, the most sinful, the most broken. And, and, and God bless the, the prostitutes and the drug addicts and, 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 and bless them because three words, Jesus, forgive me. And I do know that there are people that didn't know what was happening, but they felt the grace of Mary because they saw this statue being hoisted on the shoulders of men, and you heard the song Ave Maria in the air. And you know what? It touched their souls. People that were supposed to be touched were touched. People that were on vacation and had no clue what was happening, you were there on a reason. You know what I'm saying? They were at the, at the right time at the right moment. And that is happening to everybody as we speak. Jesus speaks to you. I've had so many people say, why doesn't, why doesn't Mary speak to me or Jesus speak to me? And I say to them, because you might not be listening. In fact, you aren't listening. You're, you, you are doing, look at you holding your cell phone or you're complaining. You, you, you are doing everything. Be quiet. Jesus can't talk to you if you're talking. Be quiet. Unplug from everything except God. Just be quiet. Be humble and ask, what is it that you want? Or just say those words, Jesus, forgive me. How beautiful. And uh, so I'd like to thank you so much, Kevin, for sharing all about Broken Mary and uh, your story, your testimony about the Blessed Mother's intercession in your life and the life of so many others. And I'd like to maybe just ask you a few quick questions about the Blessed Mother. The podcast is yes, called please. 
The podcast is called How They Love Mary, and so the idea is just to help people realize that Marian devotion looks different for everybody, and everybody has a different favorite title or prayer and so forth, and and, uh, so these are just kind of rapid-fire questions. Sure. And uh, maybe the first one you'll say, Our Lady of the Broken, but uh, what is your favorite title for the Blessed Mother? I catch myself calling her mom. Um... Or just Mary, I, I mom. Sure, and that's a very, uh, it's a very personal dimension, very relational. Uh, the fact that we look to Mary as our mother. Now, the rosary is a sacramental, of course. People wear miraculous medals or scapulars. Is there any sacramental that you wear or that you keep close to you? I I wear my rosary. I wear it, and I, I love the rosary. I, I can't, I, I'll never be without this rosary. Um, I love it uh, immensely. I wear mine. Yeah, and I know that some people, they um, they talk about the sacrament or wearing the rosary, and some people get, like, they're very offended by that. But honestly, uh, I did some reading with St. Louis de Montfort and some of his writings, and, and really he said that there was an efficacy of wearing the rosary, and so he didn't dismiss it or diminish it. Some people might do it as a fashion statement, but when you do it out of sincere devotion, uh, then that's very meaningful, and, and Mary uh, looks upon that with great love as she looks at her children. There are lots of different prayers to the Blessed Mother. The Hail Mary might be the most popular Marian prayer, but do you have any other Marian prayer that you're yes. uh, uh, familiar with that you love to say? Yeah. I I love, for those who think I don't have a mother, or my mother's died, or my mother gave me up for adoption, or I have no mother, I love Mother Teresa when she, and she was in Calcutta. It was so hot. She had baby dying in babies dying in her arms and she was filth and she was just she would say mary mother of jesus be my mother now so if you want and you need your mother mary just say to her mary mother of jesus be my mother now and she is immediately comes to your side a beautiful prayer and the rosary, people pray the rosary, you developed a rosary app, you you pray the rosary, you love the rosary, you help others fall in love with the rosary. Some people, though, they're like, the rosary is very monotonous, I can't engage in meditation. What's a, a tip that you might offer that has helped you to pray the rosary better? Well, if you say that, that it's very, you know, monotonous and it's boring or whatever, remember God says the opposite of you. You're not boring. You're not monopoly. Uh, uh, you're not that way. Um, ask yourself why. You know why are you so impatient? And you know I'll tell you. Believe it or not, Father, and you know, the devil hates the rosary, and I have proof of that. And it's the devil that says they're stupid beads. It's the devil that says it's monotonous. This is stupid. You don't need to say it. So, folks, if you're getting those kind of uh, feelings, know where it's coming from. Very good advice. And we, we read in Sacred Scripture about the Blessed Mother, the Rosary, the mysteries, many of them come from Sacred Scripture, the Annunciation, Visitation, so forth. So Mary is present there in the Gospels. Is there a favorite Marian passage or story that you have? You know what, Father, I'll tell you. What I love most is, again, John. Here's John. Mary, John is the only disciple that went to the crucifixion. The rest were gone. One was dead. 
And here's Mary at the foot of the cross. And remember, folks, the Roman Catholic Church was started at the cross. It was, it was, its founder is Jesus Christ. It's not a pope, it's Jesus Christ. And there at the cross was the start of the Roman Catholic Church. John then took Mary home, built her home. And what I love most of Mary is the one that she, she gave us the stations of the cross. Mary would go by everywhere where Jesus walked her. She created the stations of the cross. And, and I love that. And what I love most, Father, is when I go to the prisons with the prison inmates, I have told prison inmates that they're making the stations of the cross in the prison yard. And, of course, they can't put up monuments because other inmates will knock them down and whatnot. But they're actually counting off, just like Mary did, how many steps to the, to the next station. And so the stations of the cross are coming alive oh, wow. in a prison yard. How beautiful is that, folks, in a prison yard? Jesus, again, wants the most, the, 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 the filthiest, those covered most with sin, those that are broken, those, the prostitutes, the people, the, the people that say I'm hopeless. Jesus wants more than everybody, anybody. That's my favorite thing. The Stations of the Cross in a prison yard. That is very beautiful. And you, the rosary, the stations, all these things are great comfort to, to prisoners. And we know that oftentimes people in prison, they actually find faith. They experience a conversion while they're on the inside. And so uh, it's so great that you're able to bring Mary there and to, to really help to facilitate that. I'm finding the most devoted in prisons. I had somebody say to me, Kevin, what's it like to go in and, and be in prison? And I said, I don't know. You tell me. And they looked and they go, what are you talking about? And I go, I see your Facebook ads, you, what you post in Facebook or Twitter. You're in prison. You hate so much. You don't believe in stuff. You, you are in prison. You are, and, and I said, you tell me you are in prison. And we do become prisoners in this, this world of I don't know what it is. It is, it's, folks, you can't take it with you. You know, it, like I said, pretend that we're at O'Hare Airport. The next trip that we take, the next journey we take is our last journey, and it will last for eternity. We decide where we want to go. God doesn't send us to hell. We do. So you're on a journey. You're at O'Hare Airport. Which plane are you going to choose? And you've got, everybody has to choose it. Choose that plane. Mary has appeared all throughout the world, and uh, she has given messages. We've talked a little bit about Fatima, a little bit about Lourdes. Uh, I'm assuming Fatima is probably your favorite Marian apparition. Would you say so? It's, it's my favorite. It's, it's because I was there, but at the same time, the statue that I that I care for is a statue of Lourdes. This is what Bernadette Subaru. So you have two versions. Why I think I have this statue and care for it is the statue is, uh, Fatima plays a part. Fatima is as is, is, is important today, the message as it was 103 years ago, and that is repent, and, 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 and especially you'll find repent. And then at the same time with little Bernadette, there is suffering for the sick. So I, I would say Fatima and Lourdes play a big part of where Mary sends me 
or what I'm surrounded by. It's been so great to talk with you today, Kevin, about uh, Broken Mary and about your own devotion and how that's really come alive in your own life. And I think so many people who will listen to this uh, can sense how much you love the Blessed Mother. Uh, Fulton Sheen always said that when he got to heaven, he always hoped that Mary would be there and would and Jesus would be standing there and say, well, come on in. My mother has told me all about you. And so that's probably true for you as well, Kevin. So, oh, so th- I, how beautiful, how beautiful is that? That's so true, folks. Oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you. And she waits for you and all, Father. Yes. And she continues to pray for us every time we ask her to pray for us now and at the hour of our death. So, so thanks so much, Kevin, for being with us. And I'd also like to offer a special thanks to Anna Nuzo because her music helped to open this podcast today. You've been listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary. I hope that it has either been the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at FR Edward Looney. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review so that others might also find it. Until next week, let us remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless.